Hey kids, it's your Uncle Matt here. When you're down, when you're looking at life from the bottom up, just remember, sometimes, or in life, it pays to read. The more you know. Hello and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt and Matt. My name's Matt. And I'm Matt too. So today, Matt, we're going to talk about... Public hearings. Let's talk about public hearings. A lot of stuff happened in Augusta, as always, this time of year. It is overwhelmingly busy. It is crazy. <laughs> it's it's crazy, um, and it's it's nice than when we have you know days coming up like we have here on March thirteenth when there's really not much on the docket. Yeah, no, this this doesn't sound like anything. I mean, I I, I anticipate this being a, a short podcast, <laughs> and I anticipate this being a. Uh, short hearing day because there's only two bills. It's only two bills. It's only two. It's a piece of cake. How much time, from one o'clock on, how much time could really be spent on two bills? So let's find out. Sure, let's go with it. LD 798 is our first one today. It's an act to protect Maine children and students from preventable diseases by repealing certain exemptions from the laws governing immunization requirements. It's a lot of multisyllabic words there. Multisyllabic. Syllabic? Syllabic? Slavic? Would you have a, a Slavic syllabus that's syllabic? And already, we're off the and rails. We're off the rails already. <laughs> All right, so let's do this one. Uh, this one is sponsored by Representative Tipping of Orno and has a lot of co-sponsors. It does. Um, quite quite a few. Um, yeah, Tucker, Brunswick, Hubble, Bar Harbor, Pickford, one, two, three, four, five, like nine sponsors, something like that. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. So let's talk about the summary with this one. Um, this one, uh, the summary says, and I'll, I'll quote this one. It's easier to understand, I think. Uh, current law allows exemptions from immunization requirements based on religious or philosophical beliefs for students in elementary and secondary schools and post-secondary schools and employees of nursery schools and health care facilities. That's a lot of ands. I didn't know the, the, like the, all the ands part at the end. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot of ands. Someone needs to talk about, you know, uh, run-on sentences with these people. <laughs> That won't be us. Did I just say these people? <laughs> okay. I want to make this for the record that I did not mean these people. We are really good at run-on sentences. Too. We are. So this one, again, allows those exemptions based on religious and philosophical beliefs. This bill removes those exemptions. So in other words, everyone gets immunized. Yes. Regardless, you, you, or you cannot use – I mean, if you have a, a physical limitation or something that is – preventing you from getting an immunization because of your physical makeup, your whatever it is, that would be a reason. However, if it's a political, ideological, or religious reason, that's not enough. Nope, you're out of luck on that one. Right. So, and that, uh, I think, uh, talk about some history with this, the limited amount that we probably know, is there are a lot more of, a lot more outbreaks of diseases that we thought were gone recently because of people who aren't immunizing their kids. Yeah, it's like been in the news a lot. Measles, mumps, chicken pox, uh, whooping cough. Whooping cough, yeah. So that's pertussis. Per- <laughs> we do know something. <laughs> so I know yeah, pertussis. That's what I know. That's coming back quite a bit. And uh, I know there's there's some type of tipping point with immunizations that if you have enough people immunized, there's like a herd mentality. Mm-hmm. Not mentality. That's not what it is. Herd immunization. Uh, that you'll get there if enough kids are immunized it kind of immunizes everybody right but unfortunately we're losing some of those percentages so more kids are being exposed to these 
even if they're immunized, they get that type of disease with mm. mumps or measles or pertussis. <laughs> so, so I think this is this is a way to eliminate that one. There was a part on here I wanted to ask you about because the summary goes on a little bit, and I did not understand this part. All right, let's see if I can help. So this also this bill also directs uh, DOE and DHHS to remove any immunization exemptions based on religious or philosophical beliefs. We just talked about that. But it also requires the DOE to adopt rules allowing a student who is covered by an IEP and has elected a philosophical or religious exemption from immunization to continue to attend school under the existing exemption as long as an appropriate medical professional provides a statement that the medical professional has provided information on the risks and benefits. So let me, can, can I give my summary of Go. the summary? Go ahead. And see if I'm right here. So if there are kids that have an IEP and they currently have an exemption, this allows them to continue that as long as they have uh, basically a note from the doctor. But if you don't have an IEP and you have the exemption, you're out of luck. That is exactly how I'm, I'm picking up on this. Okay. The, only, the only difference with, I would say add to that is with the medical note. The medical note not just has to say that you're allowed to not be immunized, but that also says this child and these parents, these families have been made aware of the risks, et cetera, of the of your choice to immunize or not. They've been made they have been made aware, and you have to, may have to present that right that documentation. So, in other words, you you as a, as a parent of a special education student with an IEP who is making a philosophical or ideological choice to not immunize, I would then have to provide a tremendous, a significant amount of evidence to the school d- district that I'm applying to or trying to get into to, or working towards to say, nope, my kid can come here. We, we are well aware of the risks. We're well aware of the benefits of immunizations, but we're choosing to not do it. And that's only if you have an IEP, though. Only if you have an IEP. If you don't have an IEP... If you're you don't getting, have an IP, you're no. You're it's, getting those shots. No, you're you're getting shot. Or you're not going to school. <laughs> shots. Yeah, I had to put that S on the end there at the end. <laughs> Just in case. A little delayed, the delayed S. <laughs> okay, so that one, that one, I was I was just about to say it's pretty straightforward. Oops. Well, it's, it well it, it, it is and it isn't. It it, it is. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure why this this exemption or this this exception I should say for I for example, what IEPs are in there. I'm sure there's a reason for that. Yeah. I'd be curious to find out what the reason is for that because whether you're an IEP student or not, measles doesn't care if you have an IEP. Wait, they don't ask first? They don't ask first. Mm. Nor does rubella. Ooh. Another one say. What, what about pertussis? Pertussis, they don't ask, but they but they gently just can't, they let you know ahead of time. Whoop, whoop. You know, um, there is the plague. That is still a thing. It is still a thing. It is still it is still a thing, and it exists in our con- in our country. Yep. Uh, what do they call prairie dogs? Kids, look them up. They have them. They have it. Let's hope that the plague does not make a return. I I, I would hope so. There was some history there that didn't work out so well for most of Europe. <laughs> for most of Europe. Most of Europe. <laughs> All right. I think we've just about. Uh, I bet an immunization would have had one. something to say about the black plague. About the black plague. <laughs> Oh, this is why our pods take five hours. <laughs> so let's go to the next one. This one I thought was going to be straightforward, 
until I was reading it. So let's let's go with it. It's LD 987. It's an act to provide autonomy for healthcare providers to practice patient-centered care by amending the laws governing medical exemptions to immunization requirements. So right from the title right there, uh, and the, the way these are put together, the way the, the uh, committee puts these together, which is exciting that they put a lot of related ones together, I thought this would be kind of the same thing, trying okay. to talk about requirements and, and uh, exemptions and that sort of thing, because exemptions is in, the, is in the title. So I'm reading it. Yeah. And, okay, it starts, talks about, defines what a certificate of immunization is. And it talks about healthcare provider and really defines healthcare provider. And then medical exemption, the law that's that's in place right now, which is 20-A MRSA 6355, subsection two. Oh, sl- slow down, really. I mean, that was that, was that, that was some magical pod right there. That was good, right? That was some good radio. Medical exemption, it doesn't cross stuff out. It adds stuff. Like, oh, that's interesting. Why is this going on for another couple pages? Oh, wait, there's another part about exemptions that are being added. There's something that eliminates medical exemptions to receiving vaccines or toxoids. Hmm. But wait, they're, they're adding more stuff about healthcare provider. And the interesting part where it got really interesting was on the second page where it starts talking about the department may not adopt rules limiting the application of this paragraph, including rules establishing requirements for medical exemptions and rules requiring review. So it seems to be restricting the department to make some type of rules. And I'm like, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. And then it keeps adding things. So th- this one adds a lot about healthcare providers. And I had an idea of what this was. And then... I just <laughs> totally got confused. <laughs> I know where I know where this is going. I know where this it, is going. I know where we're doing. Where where are we? Yeah, I have no idea. We just we just took a turn into the wilderness, and now I am completely oh, lost. I am completely. I'm still completely lost on this one. So let's talk about the summary a little bit. Let's 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 start. We usually start there. We usually start there. Yeah. Let's Especially start there for a work long our way one. back. This only goes three pages, but it felt like twenty. Well, it feels like twenty because if you look at those those extra two pages or so, it's all underlined. Which, and as means, we, which means all new. Which means all new. And that, that, that's, there's a lot to internalize there. It's not just like editing a, a line here or there, like go from will to may or may to will. No, it's, this is completely about, new what language. What if it goes from May to June? That's what I want to see. That was, are you happy with yourself? Well, yeah, of course. I'll let you sit in that one for a minute. <laughs> I'm just sitting right here. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about the summary. Summary says, this bill provides that a medical exemption from immunization for the purposes of attendance at blah, 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 same things we talked about before is at the sole discretion of the student's or employee's health care provider. Okay, so I'm going to stop where you're on right there. And the medical exemption is only by the health care provider. Okay, so now I understand what health care provider, why they're defining that at the beginning. They define a health care provider means a physician, nurse, or person that is licensed or otherwise authorized to prescribe an immunizing agent. That's I like that how that ex- expands a little bit. Anybody okay. who's qualified to do that. Okay. Okay. So the bill provides an exemption. But it's up to the provider, healthcare provider. Sole discretion. Sole discretion of the student's or employee's healthcare provider to determine whether or not to exempt okay. a person from having an immunization. Say that one again. 
So it's up, it's up to the health. So the healthcare provider can choose whether or not to exempt student A, student B, student C, student D. And period, it's up to that person. It's up to the healthcare provider. Correct. The students or employees' healthcare provider. Yes. So, so my doctor would decide whether or not my kids are exempt or not from an immunization. And it's only their choice. And it's only their choice. Okay. That's how I'm reading this. Okay. Let's go to the next one see if it combines at all. All right. Two more sentences here. It prohibits the adoption of rules or policies related to medical exemptions, including but not limited to rules or policies that establish requirements for medical exemptions and rules or policies requiring the review, acceptance, or rejection of medical exemptions. So ha, ha, did you watch the last episode ever of Seinfeld? Yeah. Right. So so they're in the courtroom. Yep. And um, Babu, I believe, it was, no, what was his name? What was the uh, the Pakistani uh, restaurant I, order? I forget, I forget his forget. name. It's not Babu, but I forget what it is. Um He's over there and he's waving his finger back and forth like, no, 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 no. Bad man, very bad man. Right. Nothing. That's what I see from this line. It's like, no, you're not doing anything. DHHS, DOE, you're not making any rules. No, 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 no. This was the interesting part. was a long part. way to get there. Well, I could have just said that. That was impressive. Uh, now you're sitting in it. <laughs> so prohibit. Pro- so, you, know, you just got an insight into my brain process of how I go from no! reading reading that to a Seinfeld thing to make a point. That's how I think, folks. Please pray for my kids. You're the ones listening to, so it's all on you. <laughs> it prohibits adoption of rules or policies. That's, right. That's, that's saying something. It is. It absolutely is saying something. Okay, let's, let's go to the next part. And the next part was even more interesting. I think so. So far, we have let, let's let's recap. Okay. Because we went down a Seinfeld path too. So let's What's recap. What's the deal with that? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> so the healthcare provider of the student or the employee is the only one who can provide a medical exemption from immunization. Yes. There are no. You cannot have rules related to these exemptions, including policies or rules that establish requirements for exemptions or any policies requiring review of these exemptions. So it's basically saying the healthcare provider is the only person that says yes or no. Only person who says yes or no. With no review. And there's no review from anybody. From anybody. And you can't even think about making a rule against it. So let's go to the last one. Sure. This bill also removes the authority of school boards the governing boards of private schools and municipalities to have more stringent immunization requirements than state law. So you can't make a local law saying, no, we want all our kids uh, to be safe and free right. from disease. You can't do that. State right. law, period, end of story. I am – this one took me a long time to read and try to figure out. It's like, what does this all mean? I'm going to guess this doesn't – go places i i can't imagine this this is so restrictive and so narrow in in how it does restrictions and i and i and i i get the the point that they're trying to say like the only way you could have a medical exemption is from a healthcare provider 
I can see. I can see that. I can see that argument. I can yep. see that w- going there. But the rest of it where you can't make rules about it and school boards and other places can't make local decisions in changing those things yeah. and for, what, for what their local needs are, that seems to me a bit a bit of, again, a little bit overreach. Uh, I keep thinking, is this a situation where a, a parent, if they live in a particular district or they go their, perfect, their, their health care provider says, no, we're not going to give you a medical exemption. Well, another goes to another medical health care provider. We're not going to give you one. Shops around, finds, shopping, finds, right? finds a health care provider that will give that medical exemption. Oh, now I have it. And you, there's no rules that say it's not right. And there's no rules that say you can't even say anything against the school board. So my kids are immune to the – that, that was a really interesting choice of words right there. <laughs> they, they are exempt from the immunizations. Um, and so I could possibly be bringing in pertussis to my school. Nobody wants that. And, well – the pertussis lobby does. Big lobby there. <laughs> Big pertussis lobby, yeah. Yeah, I'm, so I'm wondering, now that I'm I'm going to go to this now, because I want to see who's in the pertussis lobby. This, <laughs> they'll have a big scarlet P on there. <laughs> Will it be? <coughs> yes. As it goes, so it's like a oh, actually, you know what it would probably be? Animated P. Their, their, their sigil would be a crane. Because <laughs> it's. You brought Whooping. sigil into this. That's excellent. <laughs> so that one Hey, is... I'm recapping Game of Thrones. It's coming back soon. Oh, I know. I'll, tell me about it. We were talking about that earlier today. <laughs> so those are the only two bills on Wednesday, March 13th in the afternoon. So like we said, a quick day, quick pod. <laughs> quick, yeah, I know. I was thinking, okay, six minutes is not going to work. We're going to go like 12 or 13. Uh, we've gone about almost 18 at this point on two bills. Two bills. But they were kind of complex. They, they, and, they, they, and they, it's worth talking about absolutely. these ones because this is a thing that's in the news. Um, the way that uh, diseases are coming back because people don't immunize. So it's putting the discussion on the table about what that is. And you'd be able to talk about it at this point. And I like the discussions as we've kind of talked about before. Yeah, the discussions are great. And as, and I and I look forward to hearing and seeing what, what is brought up a testimony here for, for both of these bills because there's a lot of press, like you said, for these. And I can see it. I don't know where it's going to go. I honestly, I, I don't know what's going to happen with these. And I can't wait to hear. It's going to be, it'll be fascinating. I do know some folks in the public health industry and I know um, they're very interested in these bills as well because, you know, Diseases like pertussis and plague and measles, they're a public health concern. And, yeah, so this is going to be fascinating to watch. So as always, if you are interested in testifying, that is, again, Wednesday, March 13th. Look them up. They're LD 798 and 987. And go ahead and testify. And if we're there, say hi to us. If we're there, say hi. Get a picture. And if we're not there, you still say hi. Let us know on Main Ed Matters on Twitter or on Main Education Matters on Facebook. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Matt.